Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old Shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Reddy. And today our guest, oh my goodness, one of the best, one yeah. of the greatest. What do we know her from? Amazon's Goliath. Um, what else do we know you from? Before. What else? You're my U- oh, level three teacher at UCB. <laughs> <Dazzle> <laughs> models in class with her. both of you improv. Yes. It's Julie, Julie Brister. Brister. Hi, everyone. How's Hi. it going, Julie? Thanks for doing this. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. It's exciting <laughs> to be out of the house, isn't it? <laughs> it really <laughs> is. On a Tuesday. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I what else can we say about that? I don't know. What else can we say? Julie, do you like beauty pageants? What's your history with beauty pageants? Your movie you brought in is about beauty pageants. What Do you have a history with beauty pageants? Have you ever gone to a beauty pageant? No, but ever I had... Participated? Uh, I knew a girl in high school who was Miss Cinderella... Ooh. What is that? that is that a is self-appointed a... title? Or, <laughs> or a racehorse? She, she told everybody, hey, be nice to me. I'm Miss Cinderella. Uh, uh, no, it's a, that is a national pageant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was, I, is it Miss Cinderella or Cinderella Miss? I can't remember. I think it's a Miss Cinderella pageant. You've heard of this? I, ha- I actually have some video clips from Miss Cinderella pageants that are not on YouTube, which I can maybe find a way to post them. Why they're do you pretty have ridiculous. These? Oh, because they're delightful. Because oh. they're insane. They're, they're pretty insane yeah, oh yeah. i thought there were ones like you recorded yourself no 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 not that they aired and i recorded it was one of those things like weird passed around like a dark web of videos of people competing in a miss cinderella pageant <laughs> oh i would love to see this <laughs> we will do it i'll figure out a way to put some of them on our on our instagram accounts something for a story oh that'd be fun oh, people that's, fine. People oh, that's good that's now we're good thinking. that is that's oh good 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 yes and we're she would ahead. carry herself like a princess uh i don't know that 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 she carried uh everybody knew that she that this was a thing she did and i think she was bullied <gasps> i really? think she was a little bullied uh, because of it and uh uh i got to know her because she was uh in the drama department sure, sure. she ended up in the drama department and i really uh, and i was like oh people uh, pick on this person and i don't think they should because i think she's really a nice person but right. it was something that that she was very passionate about or maybe 
her mother was passionate about. That seems that to be usually the what it is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If we're toddlers and tiaras has taught us anything, it's <laughs> yes. that there's always a it's hand about the pushing you out yeah. onto the stage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, because this movie shows beauty pageants as like a thing people like people had no association with the pageant would go to, but it seems like nowadays beauty pageants are just like for the people or like people in the audience are people who like are the family of the contestants. It's not like strangers off the street aren't going, let's go to a beauty pageant. What do you want to yeah. do? Let's go to a beauty pageant. But this movie, I feel like, is fascinating because their fa- their parents are not in it. Yeah, there are no parents. Like there are no yeah. parents, and the pageant. Yes, it's at a pageant, but also the pageant's kind of in the background. True. Right. Do you have any? Have you ever sung uh, at a pageant? John? I have never. Uh, I don't think I've ever sung at a beauty pageant. Um, no, not that I can recall. Hmm. Would you? Would I? I mean, sure. I love to perform. <laughs> <laughs> and I, who couldn't use the money in this economy? Uh, <laughs> is Toddlers and Tiaras over? Like, do they even do it? Is that even a show know. anymore? Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I used to get really into it. Not to it. brag, but I don't have television. Wow. Oh, Braggy, what do you do? <laughs> Just read books? Yeah, that's all I do. I get home, <laughs> get in my, my easy chair, and uh-huh. crack open some Toni Morrison. Oh. Uh. Uh. Fun. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, I asked uh, Instagram. I posed a question on Instagram. I said, are beauty pageants bad for young women or all of humanity? <laughs> and 83% said all of humanity. I, I would think I would, would agree, you agree with, with that. that? I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think, what do you that think they're makes horrible. Them so bad? Like, what do you think is the intent? Is it just because from what I gleaned from toddlers and tiaras that it is like it's a pay to play. Like you pay $500 and then you win like everyone kind of wins something. Mm-hmm. But only the really top three are going to win like good prizes. But still, most of you aren't getting your money back right yeah it, well it also seems like the, with the amount of the, the level of expectation of like you have to spend this much on your, your outfit you have to do you have to spend this much on like a coach to like put together your performance or whatever your presentation right is. right it uh, seems, yeah it does seem like you're just throwing money away i think mommies would say that it gives their children confidence and poise yes but i don't think that the kind of confidence and poise it it gives them is necessarily something that's good for society. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think okay. it's it's uh yeah it's fake as shit. So like like you're just focusing. You're all all they do is focus on uh, appearance. So that's not good. The one thing mm. I would say about like the tallers and tiaras era is like the more you watch it, the more you do like see like oh there is like an aesthetic. Oh that, yeah, especially in the late like now as opposed. To like you know 30, 20 years ago 30 years ago when the movie was made 40 years ago yeah um yeah. there was like more basic you know it's just like kind of department store looks but now like they go so over the top with the makeup and the style yes that you do see some and you're like oh like the child is just a canvas for the mother to create <laughs> in right. a way and like mm-hmm. some mothers are better at it than others. so you do realize like i may think this is totally morally corrupt but that kid does look amazing. Like in this like beauty pageant, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. it's a weird, perverse, Looks like a, a, a freakish adult. Yeah. yeah. So there is like a look to it, and like yeah. it can be done. That's it's like yeah, it's a, like they're doing a great job at something horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. No, that and, is an efficient concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> I do think like the pageant in in. Smile. Mm-hmm. Can I say the name of the you movie? Can, yes, you can. People will, know. Yeah, yeah. people will know when they see the title of this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It's so old fashioned. Like it's it, it's so old fashioned by today's standards oh, yeah. that we have girls in pageants with their hair parted in the middle, barely feathered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a gunny sack like, dress, they didn't know how to feather back then, right? Uh, well, they well, they feather, they feather, mm-hmm. but it's like it definitely is a seventies feather, which is different from it's an eighties, like, nineties. I feel like in the eighties, the, like the, the hair aughts. products became more powerful. Yes, Lord, it feels like in yeah. the seventies, it's almost like if you wanted to curl your hair, you would like roll it in like some cans, soup cans, fall asleep, and wake up and hope that it held. Well, in the eighties, it's like <laughs> That's all the exactly what it was like. <laughs> I feel like in the, it's because maybe like all the tech from that we developed from the space program finally trickled down to the consumer level yeah yeah <laughs> so that cosmetics and was... the space program joined forces and f- yeah. suddenly we could crimp hair i don't want to blow your minds but i remember when aquanet was in a pump bottle oh uh, what <laughs> how would you get it in what do you mean it, oh, it's spray instead pump. of instead of a continuous, An aerosol? continuous yeah, yeah. aerosol spray uh. which existed at the same time but i remember 
specifically having Aquanet in a pump. I never had anyone tell me like how to style my hair as like a teenager. I never had anyone tell me. Did like, you ever have longish you... hair? No, but what I would do, I would put gel in my hair and then hairspray it. Oh, so wow. it was like a crispy. helmet. <laughs> yeah. It's like crispy it little like nubs. A Lego. Just yeah, like... <laughs> it was a block of hair. <laughs> and it how was... did it look? Bad. It looked real bad. Mm-hmm. It looked like uh, did, like did... a GI Joe, a little plastic. It didn't look great. I was still cute though. Maybe how long you did you do it for? How like how long in your did, maybe a year, two years, a year maybe? Two, mm-hmm. Then I realized. Then I think I just went to I went to Moose for a bit, which never did a goddamn Moose thing. Moose doesn't do anything. Uh-uh. Moose is just a suggestion of control. <laughs> I bought a Moose, um, uh, not shower. It's like a shower Moose. Okay. Dove has a shower Moose. For Don't, your hair? What's it, no, for, no. What's it for your body, it's like it's like instead of a shower oh. gel, it's a mousse, and it so it's is just like a foamy. It is a, just a big, big wad of like shaving cream foam that you rub that you on your body. In your body, and I, I'm not into it. Oh, why? It, like I already like I didn't want to buy plastic, and it was in a metal. It, Metal. <laughs> it's a metal can, and I'm like, oh, God, why did I do this? I've got to go back to soap. <laughs> do you uh, think people they is make this a it, certain people have Please. like weird? It's a podcast. <laughs> um, do you think people they made it for like certain like sensitive skin might prefer a mousse, a body mousse, as opposed to a gel? It sounds like it That's sounds exactly fancy. What so happened. people are like, oh, I like fancy shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I think also they're like, you can shave with it. Oh. You know, I think I'm, I'm sure that that came up in the meeting. All in one can go too far. You yeah, know? not everything should be all in one. It's, it's a toilet paper they can use to brush your teeth. You know, like, they should be two different things. Yeah, I I I would not buy that. No, <laughs> I like using a body gel with a loofah. If we're talking shower regimen, I mean, and sure, I think why we not? Are. A literal loofah, like a from no. the sea. Okay, <laughs> no, not from <laughs> the sea. Oh, what so. do you mean, Mark? You it's mean a what, net? It's <laughs> a netball. A netball. A netball. Okay. A ball and net. Yeah, I like that. I love a washcloth. I'm old fashioned. Okay, oh. you do need that. I do miss it when I don't have something like you know when you're in between loofahs, in between washcloths, <laughs> and you just have to use a body wash. You know, it doesn't do quite the same job, huh? Yeah, now that's true. Like you, you need you need something you need something to aggregate and what is the etiquette on when if you're like staying at someone's house and there's a bar of soap in the shower oh yeah i think if you're staying at someone's house you can use any products yes even the bar of soap yeah i mean you you just imagine the the soup the soap in somebody's ass and like in their butt cheeks or something or in mine you know Uh uh-huh well i imagine it still gets washed you know what i mean like if you if you if you if you stick a bar of soap up your ass and there's brown stains on it, you wash them off, right? How no. often does this happen what? to you? No. Uh, Is this why you don't let people stay at your house? I love letting people. I don't have. I have body wash. I don't have bars. Of soap. Oh, so there you go. So it's everything's free game. Um. Um. Yeah. I know. I was just curious what the rules are in bars. I always make sure it looks clean and pristine when I put. Oh, it Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm that's not a important. monster. Yeah, I think if you're a guest, uh, as far as products go, all, all bets are off. Roommates different, but uh, guests sure. Yeah. All right, great. Um, yeah, we've set. Now let's go talk about the movie. Let's talk about <laughs> we're talk- the movie we're talking about today is from 1975. It's called Smile, directed by Michael Ritchie, Woo-hoo. also known for The Candidate, Bad News Bears, both Fletch movies. Yes. Both Fletch and Fletch Lives. Mm-hmm. stars Bruce Dern, Barbara Feldon, Michael Kidd, and a very young Melanie Griffith and Annette O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Yes. All our uh, Superman 3 fans out That's there. Right. Jen Diane Nickerson. You're going to have to define. Oh, memory, she's We're going to need some people. filmographies here to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, Violet from uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, fun. And Smile basically is about, it's a Miss California pageant comes to Santa Rosa, and we kind of get behind the scenes. It's a week in the life of the pageant, uh, and we see like the girls putting it on, and also Bruce Stern's character, who's like the head judge, see his home life, and the woman who's running it. Uh, and her husband, who's also a drunk, and then he also, there's also a subplot with the husbands going into like a weird Shriners club where they have to like kiss a chicken's butt at the end. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Um, So So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Very weird. They're very, uh, we'll probably get into that. So, Julie. Uh, we asked you to pick a movie you'd be passionate about. You chose Smile. What about Smile made you think, this is the movie I want to talk about? Well, uh, I don't know that I was passionate about it. I, I'd, oh, I'd never great. seen. The, I asked I, you to be passionate, Julie. Uh, I fucked up. Uh, uh, I do. I do like. Uh, I love Michael Ritchie, 
And uh, mm-hmm. a movie that was not mentioned was my all-time favorite TV movie, The Positive, uh, Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Holly Mom. Hunter. Oh. Holly Hunter, which is like uh, truly one of the greatest movies of all time. That seems like a good double feature with this one. It would be perfect. Oh, yeah. Like you could, yeah. but it's, I can, I've only found it on YouTube in a it's really crappy print. It was an HBO print. movie, right? It was an HBO movie. Yeah. Uh, Swoosey Kurtz. <gasps> like, it's, oh, God bless her. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, in, in that movie particularly. But, uh, I remember seeing clips of this movie. Like, I, I turned on the TV on Saturday afternoon when I was like 14 and this was on. And I was like, what the hell is this crazy <laughs> yeah. movie? And loved it. And then I saw it, uh, like clips again when I was uh, in college. And I was like, Let's get down and see the whole fucking thing. Let's do it and see what happens. <laughs> let's dig in deep. And let's see if there's anything gay about it. <laughs> a, a movie about a beauty pageant. How could that possibly yeah, happen? Yeah, it's like, this is the least gay movie about a beauty, beauty so pageant. So when was the last time you had seen it before you rewatched I assume you rewatched it for College. This. So how did you have any, so four like... four years ago? How had it... Yeah, four Yeah, four years. Was it different than you expected? <laughs> or were there things that surprised you? Uh... Or did you like misremember things? I, I definitely misremembered. Like, I, I definitely, uh, 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 I thought that Melanie Griffith was more of a part of it. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's a very small part. And of she has it. a very small part, and it's she did this the same year that she did like Night Moves, I think. So, or the Drown Drowning Pool, one of those movies. Uh-huh. So she was just about to to about break. To um. Uh. Uh. It is such a time capsule. So yes. yeah, very much so. I remember watching in fourteen and not thinking it was that much yeah, of a time capsule, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because it was sure. not that far. From- I mean, you look at movies mm-hmm. from the early two. You look at Charlie's Angels. And you're like, oh, were we ever so young? <laughs> <laughs> the movie, I mean, you know, to me, more fine. We were fine with it. Great. Um, I had never seen this movie or heard of it. Actually, mm. if I'm being okay. perfectly honest, be honest. Try to please, always, please I'm, be honest. Please be honest. I'm for the first time in my life. I'm going to open up. <laughs> um, we ended, I ended up watching it twice because we had right. re- we had to reschedule, reschedule okay. issues yeah, I, through no fault of anyone in this room. <laughs> um, so I actually liked it more the second time because you mm. kind of get a sense. Because the first time I'm like, why are we focusing on like these men in a movie about teenage beauty pageants? Yes, the movie yeah. does have a lot of different plots like threads to follow and then yeah. i guess like i like that there are all these threads and you're following these girls and like spoiler i guess can i spoil the ending i think i want I, I sure go can. ahead like, yeah but it's like a, the person the girl you've never seen in the movie right. wins the beauty pageant yeah mm-hmm. the movie has never focused on her at all that's not i guess that's not really a spoiler she probably we saw really- some of her performance or but yeah i don't know i felt like it was the first time we had a miss fountain valley right it, yeah it's the person that wins is not somebody who well, they said that they didn't when they filmed that scene they didn't no one but the writers knew who the winners were going to be like none, the camera uh, operators didn't even know which is why a lot of times they're like oh over here yeah um so all the girls everyone was like genuinely like nervous Surpri- and then yeah. surprised and it did feel like a like a light like a big studio con- like picture take on like oh everyone's into like subversion and like you know like about you know appearances aren't always what they seem and like mm-hmm. how we're forced to put on a happy face and all aspects mm-hmm. of life so it felt like very much of the time and right that- especially in the begin in the beginning it's yeah. very on the nose it's very, like every yeah, yeah. scene smile, is the titula- smile smile <laughs> and then smile is the, is the theme song and <laughs> then they say smile like 45 more times mm-hmm. a million times and then i liked i ended up like i do like the sub plot with the drunk husband who doesn't want to join the Shriners. Yeah. Yes. Because I guess they all, they all, that's their ritual. Like yeah. everyone has their own ritual mm-hmm. of Absolutely. like you have to present a certain way to your peers. Yep. Like, yep. That's, yep. And it's the, the hidden underbelly is that he's big old drunk. Yeah. yeah. He's a big old drunk. Um, they're very mean to the poor Mexican American girl who just wants to bring everyone oh, guacamole. Yeah. She's picking oh. guacamole all the time, but like, she's also the most like cunning. I feel like too. She knows it's exactly what she's that, doing. That the girls, for the most part, are so nice to each other. There's no like backbiting. There's nothing yeah. else that's very thematic in every other beauty pageant movie, mm-hmm. uh, except their uh, common abuse. Everybody is like <laughs> totally on board to abuse the Mexican girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which is was kind of upset. I feel or I should say it was upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> totally upsetting. Can you, can you knock out that kind of? 
<laughs> but I did like there's the, also the thread of like the girl who's raised by like a single mom who questions the pageants, but then she ends up getting like swept up by them, and then yes. she loses. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think there's like fun. There were a lot of fun turn and like Definitely. the talent portion that was so funny. was a delight. Well, calling so the, when it, uh, the the uh, calling camp in the beginning, like mm-hmm. who was calling? Calling camp was the girl who packed a suitcases or talent. Oh, oh my god, was- <laughs> she's from Clue. <laughs> she yeah, she's oh, the yeah, maiden. She's, Clue. Maid. she's yeah. she's in everything. She was married to like a, a Goldwyn. Oh, there you go, Tony Goldwyn. No, she wasn't oh, married to him. She was married Ghost? to another one. She was oh. married to, or uh, maybe a Selznick. I don't know. She was married. <laughs> wow. to She was married to Hollywood royalty, and she worked for a long time. She's also in Apocalypse Now. Oh. Love Apocalypse Now. There you go. Yeah. Should we talk about that? <laughs> that <laughs> Absolutely. Would be much scarier than smile. Uh, <laughs> but that talent portion is a definite highlight. Annette O'Toole does a, reads a poem about inner beauty while well, stripping. Naked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very funny. And I love my favorite might be the girl playing Ebb Tide on the piano while she displays her painting. That was great. I love the one girl in rehearsal who's singing Secondhand Rose and her button is just going, Oi, vey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that stuff was so great. And that was great. Love Delta Dawn. Oh, I love Delta Dawn. Yeah. Uh, and then it, the rotting maggots of death speech, like the very oh, yeah. political. Yes, that was a good one. It's shocking to me that like when Michael Kidd comes in, it like near the beginning and it, and it's like, all right, girls, who yeah, can yeah. dance? And nobody raises their hand. And I'm yeah, like, I was like, that's what not, kind come of pageant on. is this? <laughs> like even back you then, say you girls can dance, dance. Yes. and then you fake it and let them tell you you can't dance <laughs> well i was had a different teacher who showed me different ways <laughs> oh that's how you play a. interesting <laughs> that's how i that's how we play a in santa's day <laughs> <laughs> oh the old santa pay an extra 50 bucks for that down on downtown john what did you think of smile i had not seen it but i knew of it because uh, in the 80s they made a, a failed broadway musical out of it uh, it was Marvin Hamlish. Marvin Hamlish did the music, and then Howard Ashman, who you will know as the lyricist of Little Mermaid and Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. and, and Beauty and the Beast, he wrote the lyrics, and I don't know if he directed it or wrote the book or something like that. So I know uh, it was not successful, which is crazy to me, because watching it, I was like, yeah, of course this is a musical. This is the perfect idea for a musical. Yeah. And it's a great idea, because you have like a cast of a whole bunch of women. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um so yeah, so I just have heard some of the songs from that musical. Uh, one of the songs is a song called Disneyland, sung by a young Jody Benson, who would go on to be the voice of the Little Mermaid. Oh. So uh, maybe that's how they met, because he was like, oh, this girl I know, she should be the Little Mermaid voice. Oh, interesting. Um, so I sort of knew the musical, but I had not seen the movie before. Wow. Um, but that that was my uh, that was my uh, relationship with it before this podcast. Um, but uh, what I thought of it, I thought like it was weird in that it was slow and again like so many different storylines to follow yeah it's, it's it felt very it felt Robert very sketch Altman comedy influence. in a lot of ways it, this came out the same year that nashville that came makes out. sense, that makes to sense. Me, it is like this like uh, totally the same the same kind of, of yeah, totally the same, makes sense. this is yeah. like the more lighter version of nashville yeah there was a way in which because of, with all the things they focus on is like this you could blow this out to be like a mini series or like a tv show but then it's like well then it's just a reality show but like yeah you could have done it, it it could be longer, I think, you know, b- based on like all the stuff that they follow. Yeah. They could explore more. I it- agree. I agree that like it scratches the surface on some things that, mm-hmm. that they could have gone in definitely more in depth. Uh, and then at the end, the final shot of the movie is like, cause there's a photo, there's a whole one, Bruce Stern's head judge son, like takes photos of there's also naked girls yeah. <laughs> who are, are meant to be teenagers in this movie. Can we talk about that? Yes, we can. Like, like the, the leering in this movie is crazy, but like in yeah, that the movie scene, itself is leering too. A hundred percent. But I mean, it is about beauty pageants. So I mean, you no, can't but, like, not. Right, you don't but, need like, the shots of butt and tits in them. Sure. Poor Melanie Griffith is like 16? Yeah. And you see her puffy little nipple. <laughs> yeah. It's She's got like, puffers. Yeah. She does. She's like, a, she has like uh, uh, the breasts of a woman who's not grown yet, and there's also like a butch, uh, like a, a shot of her leaning over earlier right. in her blue. It would have been nice if they found a way to comment on the objectification of women without participating in the objectification. Totally, of women. like mm-hmm. it, that scene particularly felt like, like, oh, this is uh, this is icky we didn't a little. Need, it was so icky. We they didn't need to see that this whole storyline out. But uh, I do but, like the reveal that the, at the end there's this Polaroid of like the girls changing, them, and then it ends up a cop yeah. is the one who has. Has it in his like dashboard thing? <laughs> yeah, the cop who caught the kid taking like, him. Yeah. Uh, window blind, not window blind. 
visor, the visor, visor yeah, in the yeah. car. Yeah. I was like, oh, that because everyone is a secret window horn blind. Is that what you call it? I call it a window. <laughs> like, let me lower the window blind. It's five p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving west. Uh, that kid, the kid that plays little uh, little Bob, little Bob, is in one of my favorite Brady Bunch episodes, <gasps> Cindy Brady Lady. Okay, what Which happens in that? that Where Cindy wants to title. be mature and she goes on a date with the kid that plays little Bob. Oh, oh. that's cute. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't go well. <laughs> well, it ends with the date. Ah, oh, I see. So we okay. don't know how it really ends. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. Well, Julie, it's time to start because, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. Oh, and we have God. a very elaborate <laughs> scoring system. Oh, my God. This is where we talk about numbers, which frightens me. It's going to be fine. It's oh, going to be okay. fine. Math well, is hard, me, but it's all right. Um, the math portion of the podcast. Let me. Uh, well, do you want to hear the top five yes. or the bottom five? Well, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. You want me to go through all of them? Okay. Uh, number, this, so this is the, per- the number I'm going to say is the percentage of total possible points. Yeah. Because the number increases every week. So at 11, oh, fuck. Number 11 at 15.18%. This is the least gay movie ever made. What about Bob? Right. Uh, number agree, 10, 15.54%. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> number nine, 17.33%. Sabrina, 1995. Number eight, 22. 22- 2.71%. The Third Man. <laughs> number seven, 36.67%. Hoosiers. Uh, number six, sixth gayest movie ever made, 38.80%. Mission Impossible Fallout. Number five, uh, 41.10%. Toy Soldiers. Number oh. four, at 45%. The Kids Are All Right. Number three, at 45.93%. Suspiria, 2018. Uh, number two, at 58. 94% 9 to 5 And number 1 Are still reigning champ For like Five, five weeks now 66.70% The Muppets, Muppets Take in Manhattan, Manhattan. Muppets I, in Manhattan I said in uh, No one wants to see uh, Muppets in Manhattan no. God You want to see them Take it yeah, Take right. it Yes Or and it they takes do. you <laughs> That's Manhattan. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's keep in mind our number one movie. Still a D. Do better, Hollywood. <laughs> um, so that is what you're up against, Julie. I so, think it's. I th- well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll the see. numbers we'll don't we'll lie. Yeah, the numbers <laughs> don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Sabrina, Sabrina. What's her name? Shakira. 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 Uh, try everything. She's right. <laughs> All right. Our first category is homoeroticism on one to one hundred. What do you give a smile on a the homoeroticism scale? Uh, a four. <laughs> four. <laughs> where does that even? Where does the four come? Like, is there? I guess because there's girls hug at one point. Um. Yeah, they're they're really it's literally nothing. You know, it's funny. I, uh, <laughs> this is very sexist of me, but I was thinking homoerotic only from the male a, a point male of view. Wow. angle. But yeah. I should Part think of, of the it. problem. So then I would say a fifty. <laughs> fifty. Based on what? Uh. Uh. Melanie, Melanie Griffiths. Uh, puffy uh, nip. But in her puffy her puffy boobies and her so and just her showing a naked woman is homoerotic. Well, I don't know. Is it? Annette O'Toole does that sort of strip tease. I think they would have to do something together. There is together, tremendous right? sisterhood in that movie, in <laughs> which, this movie, and so perhaps... Which makes many women wet. Yes, yes, they love the idea of women sisterhood like, of the traveling being wet supportive pants. of other women. Fifty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not convinced. John? <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough, because I think there's very... Is uh, it? You know what? I'm also going to give it a 50 because I feel like it is women. You are an incel. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's getting real angry. John, what are we going to call Mark when he says his number? Let's let's hear the number and see. 50 is insane. Homoeroticism. But you are, I'm not trying to change anyone's opinion. No, no, no. I'm allowed to react. You are. Without that, a reaction does not mean uh, coercion. (laughs) Okay. Just say your number. Julie, we got to fill out a lot of time. Uh, I'm going to give it, I don't know, I didn't think it was very homoerotic at all, but I guess just the fact that there's girls in a locker room, I, that's got to do something for lesbians. So I'll give it a 25. Uh, Ugh, Trump uh, supporter. <laughs> Woman hater. <laughs> actual gay characters on 1 to 100. Were there any actual gay characters? Is the choreographer meant to be? No. In fact, so. they, the mention, they mention in, uh, like earlier on, they, they right. say, uh, 
Uh, that, that fag from San Francisco staged it last year. Why yes. don't we get him? So, like, I feel like that should be worth something. <laughs> Mentioning the character who's not on screen and in a derogatory and way. A, in a slur. <laughs> yes, it has to be worth at least. But we know the choreographer, or at least we're meant to insinuate the choreographer isn't gay. He might be bisexual because when he leaves, um, as he's leaving his hotel, another woman like pokes her head out the door and he says, bye. Like, he sort of yeah. like waves goodbye. So I believe the insinuation, and I think it's probably one of the contestants. I couldn't make out her face, but yeah. I think we're meant to insinuate that he slept with one of the women. Okay. The, yeah. So he is maybe bisexual, of course. Sexuality is a spectrum. I don't think he was gay at all, the choreographer. No, although the jacket that he wears when we first meet him is. Seems pretty good. Like, pretty great. Maybe I know that we'll talk about costumes in a minute. <laughs> well, how, what is. Oh, you, John, you've worked in Broadway. <laughs> in Broadway? I've done, sure. I've <laughs> not been in a Broadway show. I've done musicals. Sure. Done, what would you call, like, a. Oh, that's something a choreographer would wear, like, out on the town. Like, is there something, like a male choreographer, like, is there a look? It's usually something flashy, something that shows off the body. Mm-hmm. A fitted pants. A fitted and he's pants. wearing a fitted pants. He definitely is wearing a fitted pants. Well, you know, you have to be able to look at the line of the body to, sure. <laughs> to get the silhouette. And this is just casual, like going to Sardi's or something. Sure, why not? Hey, you if you can the, fit in those legs. Do you think that Sardi's is casual? <laughs> Try Joe Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, we can... Cut that out. Okay, great. (laughs) Something's being edged outside. (laughs) Or someone. Um, So what are you going to give it on actual gay characters, Julie? On one to a hundred. A point five. Point five. This is our first point anything. (laughs) Yeah. Really, there are no gay characters. And that point is just the mentioning of the choreographer from San Francisco that they hired last year. Right. The fag from San Francisco. The fag from San Fran. I didn't want to say it. I don't feel like it's my place. (laughs) It's not your word. (laughs) It's not my word. Not at all. John, actual gay characters? Uh, Well, in the past, we have sort of uh, assumed that some characters were gay, given the amount. That's true. So I think in this case, I'll give it a... um, I'll give it a I'm gonna give it an 8 I didn't want to give it a 5 I didn't want to give it a 10 so I went 8 that was my I mean there's no one who identifies as gay in this movie Um, yeah but they're also teenage girls you know who knows yeah, the, sto- the, the story is not over yet. <laughs> you know that Annette Tool is going to go to college and have a lesbian relationship. Yeah, she's going to so. discover Virginia Woolf and discover Virginia also in her class. You know, yeah. I've got a room of my own. Want to see it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a five. All right, because I don't. It's just some. I don't know. All right, here's a good one, Julie. Camp factor zero to a hundred. Oh, I how would... would you define camp? <laughs> Guests always ask us how to define a camp, and we. Stumble, but I feel like you might have a definition. I don't know. I feel like camp is like a a a, a parody of life in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like like a heightened. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think that this is a campy movie. Yeah, definitely. And uh, which is part of its joy. Mm-hmm. I would I would give it as 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 camp an eighty five. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that We happened. thought we could have the windows open. Turns out we can't. Um, 85? 85, That's yeah. high. Uh, well... But I'm not... I mean, it's a movie about a beauty pageant. Yes. So, like, yes, I'm not of saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's high. Yeah, it's high. Yeah. John? I'm, I'm going to say... I thought like my favorite parts were the camp like some of my favorite parts were the like um them rehearsing the numbers and, and yeah. all that stuff, whether it be and what with an their... elaborate number they put on. They really oh, do yeah. like we're gonna sing, we're gonna yeah. dance, <laughs> you're gonna watch us put on our pants. What's that, um uh what's that song? <laughs> no, but that's like a uh... With the bomb, with the bomb, the bamboo, the bamboo something like what's oh, it? Oh right, I can't uh, think of the song. I can't right. even think. You're of gonna it. hit I, a bamboo pole, yeah. and you're gonna I take watched bamboo it last time night or something and like I don't that. Remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm give gonna it the give old it, bamboo. Yes, give it the old bamboo. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it an eighty because I wanted more of that. I wanted like a little bit more of the camp, and and uh, yeah, and yeah. I think the the lack of oh the Barbara Feldon, especially in the opening, she's pretty. I'm going to stick with 80, but like, yeah, Barbara Feldon does a great job. The numbers are good. I wanted more of that, though. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just the talent show portion alone. I'm like, that is like as campy as so it campy. Gets, I think. And it's so great. 
Yeah. Also, also actually, the, the kids, I think, are campy in a straight boy way. Like, that little redheaded kid who's got, like, really bad eyesight because his glasses are so thick. Like, uh-huh. he's like, I'll give him... Like, everything he says is some horrible double entendre about yes. his boner. And uh, little Bob, I think, is totally campy. Yeah. Like, it's just the heightened... Oh yeah, and that weird like it's set in California, but like he's so little Bob is the one who's caught like trying to take pictures of the girls while they're changing, and some like uh, like janitor finds him, and he's got the like the thickest like backwoods like Georgia. He's like you're bi- you're little Bob, you're big Bob son, you're little Bob. And it's like who, where are we? Like what where where is this Santa movie taking Rosa. place? Santa Rosa, yeah. where you, Not- I, the Charles Schultz Museum is. Oh okay, right. Well that makes sense it now. Now time, I get it, but. It's a beautiful city. <laughs> um, I this is pretty damn campy. Is it campier than Muppets Take Manhattan, which I gave it eighty five? I don't think so. Okay, well, this is your but score. I'm going to give it an eighty. All righty. It's the campiest one with people. That's <laughs> uh, according to the numbers. Nine to five is campier. Oh well, well nine to tough. five is fabulously <laughs> campy. Right. All right. Our next category: makeover montage, zero to one hundred. Is there a montage? There is a montage. Like, are there, like we're There's a lot of montages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but is there, there's no real makeover There's montage. no makeover. There are it, montages, but there aren't makeover montages. Right. All the girls come in knowing how natural their makeup is going to be. <laughs> yeah. And how, how uh, their limp dresses. their yeah. hair is going to be. And yeah. that never changes. With the exception of Colin Camp. Colin Camp is the only one to me who... Uh, when she, oh, I forgot what who she represents. Castro County. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the one who packs the suitcase, who looks like an adult woman with like real hair. Sure, <laughs> pageant, real pageant hair, real pageant hair. So, what are you going to give it for makeover montage? Oh, a, a thirty. Thirty. I'm gonna give it. I think uh, I'm gonna give it a sixty, just because I feel like John. There's montage. That's the second highest makeover montage score you've ever given. Well, all right then. Do people like factoids? I hope so. (laughs) Because you're coming at us. I got them. I got stats. Sixty. Yeah, I think this definitely has montages. It doesn't have the makeovers are kind of non-existent, but I'm gonna give it a forty. All right, 40. 40. 40. 40. Can you imagine? <laughs> All right, then this is the first of our. Oh, we didn't even say this is the first of our guest curated okay. categories, Julie. And then at, once we get through those at the end, you will add a category and then it will become, become canon. canon. Yes. All right, so our All first right. of over, over the top wardrobe from our good friend Jenny Pearson. What would you give this? Uh, I think. Anything in here over the top? I think there's some good over the top wardrobe choices in here yeah, I agree. there's a lot of uh, candy colored gunny sacks dresses mm-hmm. what do you how do you define gunny sack what does that mean <laughs> gunny sacks uh uh long sleeve dresses and pastels that look like something uh a mormon would would wear oh yes. it's kind of you know in carrie her nightgown at the end that's her prom that? gown? No, at the night after the prom. When she oh. comes home and changes her nightgown, is that like a gunny sack? N- long sleeves, high no, collar? No, because it's yeah, long sleeves, high collar, I but see. like... Uh, shapeless? I wore, not to brag, okay. I wore a gunny sacks dress to the ninth grade banquet. Wow. <laughs> a legitimate gunny sacks. <laughs> is gunny sack a brand, like a it's label? It's a brand. It's uh, a brand. It was like, a, who are you wearing? You would take gunny sacks? G-U-N-N-E-S-A-X. Ooh. Gunny sacks. Yeah, this was a thing. Like, uh, oh. like a lot of people like will also reference Jessica McClintock. Okay, heard of her? She's uh, got a store at the mall, right? right. Jessica McClintock, McClintock, I think, is like adjacent to. Gunny I always Sacks. thought Gunny Sack was spelled S A C K, like a sack. So I thought it was like, oh, it looks like a like a potato like a sack. sack. Oh, like interesting. Sack. I think that they probably had like a sack thing, but they want to do the fun. X because it's for teens. They're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. having fun. <laughs> they're having fun. Them in the department store meeting, <laughs> making it whimsical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are you going to score this in over the top wardrobe? I like especially for the t- for the time, and also Barbara Feldon's wardrobe is mm. so fabulous. Can we talk? Is she she gets shot by her husband? Yes, and this, her husband first attempts to commit suicide. She said, "Take the coward's way out." She tells him. Yeah. And so then he, he turns shoots a her. gun on her. We don't know if he killed her or not until she shows up at the pageant with her arm in like a fabulous sling, a fabulous <laughs> silk sling silk with slings. She made herself the most delightful brooch. 
keeping it all together. Yes, like she bejeweled brooch. It's she knows how to do it in this movie. She really knows how to. She and Michael Kidd's uh, jacket in the old bamboo scene. Yeah, yes, Uh, everything in the talent show. I think a lot of the the umbrella dancings, like yeah, what Mm -hmm. they wear in the show. I'm even more convinced now that the overtop wardrobe is going to be a 90. 90. 90. That's a good mm-hmm. score. There you go. Uh, That's a very good score. That's a 90 <laughs> out of 100. Uh, yeah. I mean, in addition to all of that, I mean, true, this is from the 70s, but there's a lot of like very big bow ties. Mm-hmm. There's, um, uh, I mean, all right. This is the weird thing. So, like, in in the like the the se- the sequence where like the men are like being inducted into their so- ceremony, they're dressed like they're in the KKK. Like they're wearing <laughs> yeah white robes oh, with right. hoods. I, I, I like forgot. it is a hundred percent. There's no way no one was like this. Looks like the clan and there's no way no one said that or thought that on set they went ahead with it so i'm gonna ding right. it a few points for that <laughs> so but um, you would say a cl- kkk row is not over the top i mean not really i would think it's subdued understated <laughs> they blend uh yeah i'll give it i'm gonna give it an 85 Good score. Good score. <laughs> I'm tax them for the KKK. I would. There's nothing more over the top than the KKK. That is. Too, that's literally too much. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting point of view on it. All right. Fair enough. I want to reiterate though that they are not in the KKK. They are not, they're they're not just, some weird Shriners where only white where people they just are dress in. like the KKK. Yes. Yeah, they just wear. We, robes. we don't see them committing any hate crimes. Mm-hmm. But we Unless you're a chicken. Unless you're a chicken. Tell that to Camilla from the Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> that chicken may have loved having its butt kissed. The thing that they was so disturbing, it, they put like Cool Whip or whipped cream on the chicken's butt, I guess. That was weird. And then yeah. they kiss it. They have to kiss the chicken's butt. And then one guy kisses it and goes, I love it. I love it. And yeah. that was so upsetting to me. Don't I you think this is confusing. what frat boys do? It's disgusting. Like, don't I you guess. think that this is also how- in that section, there were so many. It's not a makeover montage, but maybe it is. Um, they just like as part of like the initiation and sort of like hazing there were so many like raw eggs just like smashed on bald spots yes. there's so yeah. many bald spots in this movie <laughs> and just like smashing eggs on they're like ha you I would say like men's ritual is like humiliation because they're already on a pedestal so they need to be brought down while women need to be brought up because they are like the subjugated throughout society and beauty pageants that's a very uh, sure. interesting thought. I don't know. Oh, however, like the, the that seems I to think be humiliation socially. goes both ways. That's true. It's That's a different true. form yeah, of humiliation. It's a different form of humiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next category from Tony Wait, Charlene. What did you give it for over the top? Oh, order? I gave it a 75. Uh, <laughs> Tony <laughs> Charlene. Escape by that one. <laughs> uh, does it hold up? Does smile hold? Is there anything that made you like oh. cringe or roll your eyes? Or? It's very cringy. Like all the sexist, mm-hmm. se- like, like, it's difficult watching movies like this with the lens of today of today yeah. sometimes because it is uh, so cringy it's deeply uh, sexist mm-hmm. and homophobic mm-hmm. yep and uh, there are lots there is lots of uncomfortable racist the one oh, non-white yeah. person racist. is yeah, mocked the, yeah. is marginalized so yes uh, does it hold up mm, I, I I'd give it I give it a 14. Wow. Okay. Not a 14. 15. No. No, 14. Uh, John, what are you going to give it on? Does it hold up? Yeah, I think I'm going to go 20. Because I think it's... Uh, I mean, you have to look at it and be like, yo, yeah, that's of it. Like, if, if you tried to set this movie in 2019, you'd be like, this is insane. Yeah. Even the style is such like a style from the 70s. It is such like Altman light. It is such such a post-new wave kind of thing. Um yeah. So. Somebody went to cinema studies. Wow. I did go to films. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> I try not to mention it. <laughs> but it somehow from, comes out. <laughs> somehow comes out. I just naturally, it's just imbued into my psyche. Um, Lenny Riefenstahl, Trying for the Will. Ever seen it? It's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 for Does It Hold Up? All right. Drew Vuday Singh added drag queen inspiration. I would say Gunny there's actresses. I would say <laughs> a pa- just a pageant in itself, and oh, Barbara sure. Feldon. Barbara Feldon, yeah. Barbara Feldon uh, is you such... could build a whole house off of Barbara Feldon. <laughs> Absolutely, house of Feldon. The ha- yes, the house of Feldon. <laughs> uh, uh, she's so deeply feminine. I w- I would give it a seventy. 
70. I what mean, was the lowest what was the lowest score for drag queen anyone's ever given for that one? 67 went to Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in addition one of my favorite Barbara Feldon moments is later in the movie. This is right before she does get shot when her husband comes home after running away from that um initiation ceremony and he's like drunk and I guess like muddy or whatever and she's like uh, please, I just had the carpet shampooed. And she's like, they have that like paper over the carpet oh, to yeah. like protect it. And she's like, got her feet on that sitting in that. Um, so yeah, so what is it? Uh, drag queen inspiration. I'm going to give it an, I'm going to give it an 85. Once again, John, I will throw your own rule back in your face. <laughs> Would anybody coming out doing a smile-inspired outfit and everyone in the audience go, oh, they're doing smile? I swear, if someone came out in Barbara Feldon's outfit with their arm in the sling and that, uh, and that bejeweled pin. brooch, I would be, I would, standing ovation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Throw all my money at that drag queen. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I actually want to go to that pageant that's like nothing but like um, uh, lesser movies from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. where... Category is lesser movie from the 70s. <laughs> from the House of Felden. We... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody comes out in a black and white outfit from Orca. Yeah. <laughs> um, drag queen inspiration. I mean, uh, it's pretty. There's a lot of big statement pieces here um but they're all kind of feels a little nothing quite iconic to me i guess barbara I felt what you're saying mm-hmm. but i'm gonna give it a 65 okay also that calling camp i'm gonna go back to the opening scene yeah. the calling camp where the uh, talent is showing people how to pack, how to how pack, to a, pack suitcase. a suitcase they call it back though she does it in the actual like yeah. finals like i think that's like drag queeny sure potentially oh yeah absolutely um i'll let you know uh, average for drag queen inspiration is our highest one 73.33 this is our highest ranking wow. now okay. i can relax yes. <laughs> all right mark sam rosenthal came up with caper music well how would you score this on caper music there was like mm. fun songs while they're like getting ready for the. But there's like that bamboo there music? song. I feel there's like the, in the in the peeping tom scene. Isn't yeah. there, oh, yeah. is there some caper music? I would music? also say, if, is there music when they're sabotaging Maria? Oh, I don't think so, because that happens so. I don't think you ever really see them sabotage. Do you? Well, they see her, like they, so you quickly. see them putting too much like gunpowder in her batons. I feel like that's just like a shot though. <laughs> Too much gunpowder on the batons. <laughs> like, and is there caper music in the in the um the boy trying to in take the pictures? boy peeping Tom scene? There's a scene where they're like, I don't, I don't remember. I well, look, obviously, Let's it's not memorable. We yeah, if exactly. It is. We're trying so to remember. I would, I would give it like a twenty. Yes, there is caper music. We vaguely remember. We're guessing in a lot we're of guessing. cases. Yeah, John, what are you going to get? I'll it? give it a fifteen. I mean, hey, at least you had caper music. Looking at you, kids are all right. <laughs> that was it, the worst one. They got a point six seven in yeah. caper music. <laughs> yeah. What did you give it, Mark? A zero. Okay. As our guests did. No, I mean for this one. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were still we're still railing again. Kids are all right. Um for caper I'm gonna give it a twenty five. All right. All right. We were all one pretty of the much on the same page. Scoring higher than everybody else. All right, Lenin Parham, teamwork. How much teamwork is there in this movie? I think there's a lot of teamwork. <laughs> yeah, they come together to put those opening numbers. What do we do with the ramp? We can't gotta ramp. get rid of the ramp. The ramp is a big issue. The ramp is a huge it like and what movie do you remember a ramp being a huge issue? <laughs> what's the issue in the movie? Like they're like they run they need space in the theaters for more of their golden circle members, so they gotta get rid of this ramp ramp, but they've been choreographing using this ramp. So they get rid of it, and then the girls have to learn choreography without the ramp, and then they're struggling. So the and then somebody gets hurt. Somebody gets hurt, and, then and that's when he decides yeah. to like he'll eat the fee of right. And the ramp then we in. really like he, he's not been the sweetest, and at that point you really you, like you really him. really like him because he's standing up for the girls. Teamwork. I'm going to get with the exception of marginalizing Maria. I will give this uh, movie for teamwork a 90. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it also like an what is the, I don't remember the actress's name. The one who is who didn't have her father. Um, I don't the one remember. who um, 
The one who's roommates with Annette O'Toole. Oh, uh, Joan Prather. Joan Prather, from yeah. From TV's Eight is Enough. Yes, that's right. That's where she's from. Yeah, Annette O'Toole is like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to put Vaseline on your lips and all this fun stuff. Oh, so there's a lot of teamwork there. That's right. There, there was a, a lot of support. Lots of sisterhood. Yeah, lots yeah, yeah. of. Uh, I'm going to of... give it an 80. Because they are still competing against each other. I mean, I would give it a higher score if they all said, we reject the notion of competition, <laughs> and we are all united. We are the winners. Fuck, we're all going to Tennessee or wherever they go in the end. Uh, I'm going to give it a 60. All righty. That's very low. That is Well, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Fair enough. That's fair all enough. right. They were helpful to each other, but I don't know if it was quite teamwork. When they do come united. together to... To sabotage Maria, <laughs> yeah, they definitely and ultimately they a team there. That's not good for the team overall. The team of America. God, he's so okay. judgy. Wow. On a podcast, he hasn't talk had about lunch movies. Yet. He's <laughs> All right, Brian Galvan wanted to know how likely would you be to recommend this to gay people on a scale of one to a hundred? Uh, you're gay. You need to see Smile. How on a scale of one to hundred? How is that likely? I'd to say happen? is I'd say uh. Uh, it depends. Like, uh, what age gay person are we talking about? <laughs> six, <laughs> a six-year-old six gay, gay person. person? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then probably I, I'd be less likely to recommend it to a six-year-old gay person. How about I'd a sixty-year-old? I would recommend it to a sixty-year-old gay person in a second. Yeah, yeah, in <laughs> a second. So, like, if we're talking about like a young gay. Like uh, someone, a student in one of your classes. A student in one of my like, like, <laughs> I'd say, mm. like, uh, Taylor, could you stay a little later? Uh, I have some recommendations <laughs> for you. <laughs> Taylor, I don't give this to all my students. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Taylor, you seem like an old soul, <laughs> and so I think you might enjoy the movie Smile by Mike, directed by Michael Ritchie, uh-huh. a true one of the true greats of the seventies and eighties. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to broaden your references in this movie class <laughs> so if you had to translate that to a number oh god you're making numbers once again frighten and confuse me uh um a 50 50 right down the middle yeah I right down fair. the middle so not every gay person i get that yeah, yeah. sure half Some of the gay, gay people, people you meet you'll be like go right. see smile I would only recommend it to, like, the ones who aren't stupid. <laughs> so 50. 50% of them. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a 60, because I would recommend it be like, it's a little slow, it's a little this, but, like, there are some gems in there. There are. Um, yeah, I think this is pretty gay-friendly, I would mm-hmm. say. I think mm-hmm. a gay person, there's a lot to glean from it. I mean, there's a lot of straight man nonsense you have to sit through, unfortunately. I feel like... Mm-hmm. 40% of the movie is that. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I think I'm right there with you, Julie, with 50. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Tony Rodriguez wanted to know how much felt is in this movie. Um, I feel like there's a pretty high chance for there's felt. A good, yeah. For like some of their costumes, like that woman who is all dramatic. I bet she was wearing a felt cloak. Yeah. Like, I feel like in the talent portion alone, there has to be a good amount of felt. And maybe in some of those numbers for backdrops and whatnot. Yes, sure, sure, sure. sure. I I think that this, other than Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, Take Manhattan, this is probably the feltiest movie. <laughs> sure, sure. So, so far. I'm going to give it a 75. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with you. 75 on this one. This movie is 75% felt. <laughs> yep. Yep. Backdrops. <laughs> um, curtain, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The blacks. Come on. Curtains. We're curtains. in a theater. Curtains. Every curtain's made of felt. No. A felt blend. <laughs> Give me the 25. Okay. I, uh, there was felt That was there, a spiteful 25. But it didn't Mark. have a lot of presents. <laughs> it's still our second most felt packed movie. Okay. Uh, at, at least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. And the th- this has 58.33 in this category. The next one up is 23.33. Suspiria 2018. Yeah, sure. All right. Nick Weiger added facial hair on 1 to 100. How much facial hair is this? I don't, is there any? You know, I I went back and watched last night because I knew that that was Nick's category, <laughs> and I was like, for the facial hair. Category. I, I was for some reason I thought that like um uh, uh Jeffrey, what's his name, who was like uh not Bruce Stern or Nicholas Pryor, that he had a mustache oh, and you he mean didn't. The host? Yeah, but there are some. There's a lot of mutton chops. Yeah, a lot of mutton chops. Chop facial hair, or is that just hair? And it's uh, in the face. 
Bruce Dern like always has like a uh, it a looks not, not a he always has like a little shadow. So I would give it I would honestly in a movie about a beauty pageant I would probably give it a 25. 25. Yeah, I'm trying to think who has do either the janitors they don't have any facial no. hair. No, they don't. Um the judges no, it's too bad that uh, the choreographer didn't have like a little sort of what John Watersy mustache, something. Or just something to sort uh, of Van like Dyke, something to dress up the upper lip, as it were. Shocking to have a movie from 1975 to not have any mustaches. Right, yeah. really shocking. Definitely a choice. Um, I will also go 25 because, but because the mutton chops are coming in strong. Uh, I'm giving it a 10. The facial hair did not make any impression on me whatsoever. Okay. I'm so sorry. Rage. (laughs) There's a lot of seething anger. Yes. (laughs) Our next category, Brian Safi added broken glass. Is there any broken glass in this movie? I think clink beer bottles, but they don't shatter. Wait, when what's her name falls off the stage? No, anything? No, in the fight between she doesn't fall on a box of light bulbs or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> no if only Barbara Felton, Felden and uh, no. Nick Pryor's. No, they have a, a ceramic <laughs> cat statue. Ceramic cat broken, sure, that's but that's true. not glass. True. No. Oh boy, but it oh. has a glassy finish. No, John, no. <laughs> How about glass ceilings being broken? <laughs> you are more than welcome to add that category. Were there, I felt like glass ceilings were being made with this movie <laughs> and reinforced. I agree. I agree with you there. Uh, I would give it a five. Five? A five for you broken can glass. give zero, just so you know. Okay, uh, zero. No, zero. Okay. let him bully you. Uh, uh, I'm not bullying. I'm going to take su- that ceramic cat and call that glass. <laughs> this generation, a suggestion is... Is not bullying. God. Eat my ass. That is of this generation. Honestly, but that's been going on forever. You guys yeah, don't yeah. own they ass. Did, yeah, they it's did been not invent rimming. The Sorry. Right before that, too. God. Uh-huh. You think they had douches? <laughs> John, what are you going to give this in broken glass? Uh... Isn't some, like, camera broken or something? No! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna give it a five <laughs> based on nothing. <laughs> I said the glassy finish on the cat. No. I'm sure when he shot her, some Who glass was glassy broken. Finish? You mean a glossy finish? <laughs> oh God! All right, male gaze. G a y z e from Gabrus added male gaze. Like how much is the male gaze uses? Oh, in terms of like we look at the men. Men are sexualized. Oh, oh. <sighs> It's, it's pretty. We're gonna give this an eighty. <laughs> oh, wow. I would give it a zero. Fair enough. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if any male like is objectified like in this. Unsexualized. They're in those yeah, ugly, the, awful the fabrics. So many layers. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the '70s. Yeah. And the men are pretty much universally terrible, except for Michael Kidd. Yeah, Michael Kidd is terrible. He's like yeah, so nasty. He fought for that ramp. He fought for the musical director is awful. Huh? The musical director in the movie the is awful. He's so mean to that poor girl to, who's never played with a live orchestra before. And they're like, oh, this is how we make our money, honey. Yeah. Well, that is a pretty accurate representation of how musicians are. Um, Fair enough. I will say though, if you are into bald spots, this is a great movie for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Julie, I'm right there with you. A zero. Okay. All right. Our good friend Dan Lippert just added this brand new category. Oh, I'm so excited. Angry phone hangups. <laughs> like someone slamming down a phone in an angry way. You know, an angry phone hangup. I'm just thinking, is there an angry phone hangup in here? I don't think so. Uh, uh, when, she, when Barbara Felden calls Nick Pryor. No. See where, no? Is that... What about um, when they're ordering those uh, hot dogs through the drive? <laughs> Is that a phone? Would you call that a phone? Uh, when you at the drive through, you say, "Sorry, I'm I can't t- talk." I'm on the phone. We can, <laughs> we can say zero. Yeah, we can say zero. I don't think that there's a, there are any zero or many. John, there's. Uh, 
I, I'm gonna just give it a two because I don't want to give it a zero because I feel why like why are you so <laughs> anti-zero? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like why not give them something? Uh, there's got you I feel earn like it. There's some moments where the, okay, two out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It two okay. feels two. less like Mark is winning. Yeah, <laughs> what's about exactly. winning? It's about accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need to be accurate in this podcast. You're right, Absolutely. Mark. Absolutely. Well, what's right. the point Thank of any of it if we're not going to be accurate? You're right. You're correct. You're right. A hundred percent. All right, Julie, it's time for you to add your category. Oh, God. Uh, what do you got? What do you got? Um, you knew this was coming. <laughs> uh, titular theme song. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, all right, great. So the movie is called Smile, <laughs> and the opening and closing song of the movie is the song Smile. So, so what would you give it, Julie? 100. What else would score well in this? Suspiria, because they have the song, I think it's called Suspiria, that Tom York made. Uh, yeah, I think you have to give it 100. 9 I mean, to 5 would score very well in this. That's true. Yes, lots of movies will. Lots of movies. Hello, Dolly. Sure. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, give it 100. Hello, Dolly, choreographed by Michael Kidd. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. So he's a no, real choreographer? He's a Gower yeah. champion. He is a real choreographer. He did Guys and Dolls and did a lot of... Uh, uh, did he do the movie version? He did the movie. It wasn't Gene Kelly? Gene Kelly, I know, directed no, it. No, it's, okay. it was uh, Michael Kidd dir- right, did the I, choreography. Wow. I, oh, and John's got to look at his phone to make sure you're not wrong. Okay. okay. Yeah, please do. Can't just take please your do. word for I'm it. sure. <laughs> All right. So now, Julie, we are now into the bonus round where these things are objective, you true are correct. or not. He did choreograph the movie of Hello, Dolly. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Straight actors playing gay roles, negative 5% for each instance. I don't think that happens at all. There are no gay roles. Yeah, in the yeah so zero. 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 No penalty, no reward. Um, a 15% bonus for positive portrayal of homosexuality. Uh, no, no portrayal. No. Is there's not a, there's a, a slur, portrayal. so that's and, a, yeah, yeah, so we wouldn't get that. And yeah, and Which is a surprising. slur, and he didn't get the job this yeah, year. Yeah. So. yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and this is north of San Francisco. Rude. <laughs> 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 All right. And then finally, negative 50% if this is the movie Cruising. This is not the movie Cruising. Can so we talk not about that for a second? 50%. Yes. Do you have something against the movie Cruising? Well, yes. it's the movie Cruising. <laughs> it's like a hateful portrayal where all gay is presented as weird and aberrant and dangerous and like psycho killers mm. and like it's all made by straight people who are like just That's playing true. tourists. So fuck you. It's a movie I've seen twice. I've not seen it. Ever? Nope. I mean, I'm sure we'll it's get hard to it to at some it. point. Yeah. yeah we I, will definitely watch it at some point. I feel like, yeah, it's... It has its moments. Sure. Okay. But it's, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, a big fisting scene, right? There is a famous fisting scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, of there almost is. all the fisting scenes, this is the most famous the one? The most famous of all the fisting scenes. <laughs> it's like a Crisco fisting scene. Is it more fisting than, say, the Muppets Take Manhattan? Yes. Really? Well, you don't actually I don't see know. the fist go oh, in. Oh, you're the... right. You know, Muppets Take Manhattan fisting is significantly can be felt. It does not have to be seen. I bet we don't see That's not what we mean fisting. by how much felt, John. <laughs> But that's not how you interpret the category. Okay. So out of a possible 1,650 points, we have a total of 661.5, giving you a total percentage point of 40.09%, making this the sixth gayest movie oh, ever made. Wow. wow not as gay as Toy Soldiers, but gayer than Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> oh, thank-, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. All I wanted to do was beat Mission Impossible 5. Um, so what can we do to make this movie gayer, do you think? Oh, add gay characters. Yes. That's a good start. <laughs> a yeah, yeah. Yeah. So remove some that, slurs. Yeah, re- remove remove the slur. I mean, the talent portion could have gone on for Maybe 30 minutes. Maybe have more beefcake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I forgot about the guy who's the host. Yeah. He was very fun. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Fun. That was a fun character. I love the story about the wooden shoe and the, that the girl had foot. a wooden foot. Wooden foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a funny story. A guy tells an inspirational story about a girl who wanted to be a dancer, and then the end of the story is like, and in the end, that girl had a wooden, wooden foot. foot. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets repeated. Um, yeah, I think maybe it would have been fun if the whole movie wasn't black and white except for the pageant, and then it's in full color. Oh, oh. how was it? Well, also Joe Kirkers, Kukors, the women when they oh, go to the the fashion show right? yeah. similar tact like that's when the world kind of come alive when the show's happening mm-hmm. that's very yeah that's an interesting idea that is I thought it would be a very interesting idea <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah I think of the just more of the passion more of the girl more backstab maybe more like showgirls more betrayals mm-hmm. pushing yeah. someone down there should be steps. a love story between those girls I mean they're far away from home 
you know, who they feel very insecure and some, you know. Yeah. Joan Prather and. on a Joni Mitchell record. Oh, yes. <laughs> Joan Prather and Annette O'Toole should definitely, definitely end up in the same twin bed. Oh, my God. Um. Great. Well, that was Smile. Thank you so much for bringing thank it in, you. Julie. Oh, thank you. Thank so you for great. having me. Is there anything at all you would like to promote at this time? Uh, look for uh, season three of Goliath in October. Oh, mm. Where? Uh, where? Where? On Amazon. Oh. oh. <laughs> On Prime. Well, you can also see uh, Smile for free right now if you have Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah, that is true. That is oh, true. Is that why you brought this in? Amazon was like, we hear you're doing two old queens. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We I got need a phone to bump call. the numbers for Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos like uh, texted me and said, oh, wow. "I have a, I need a favor." You gave him your number, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> he knows everything. <clears throat> well, thank you so much for coming in, listeners. Tweet at us, ins- DM us, or at Twitter and Instagram at, at Two Old Queens T W O Old Queens. Gmail us at the same address, and yeah, and uh, please go on, uh, rate, subscribe, give rate, us five stars, leave us a review, we'll read it, it on the air. Yeah, We've yeah, done it before in the past. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll do it again. I'll oh, read I feel your like review. you're talking to me. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Julie, okay. right now, take out your phone. Do- take out your phone and do it. She's Jesus. doing it. She's reaching for a bag. She's reaching for a bag. She's got a gun. Julie, no. <laughs> uh, that's it. We're gonna say. <laughs> Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. Produced by Alex Arche. Music by Danny Cohen. Art by Connie Shin. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.